El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to The Power of Us, a podcast where Abel and Rosie lead us in nurturing, equipping, and empowering the relationships in our life through their experience and vulnerability. Thank you so much for joining us on The Power of Us today. Hey, yes, this is Rosie Rivera. This is Abel. We are husband and wife. But you know what? We're also what? What would you call me? Um, I'd call you my best friend. I, I would too. Yes, definitely. Thank you. But we weren't always best no, friends. No, man. You're, I mean, you were not always my best friend. And you were sometimes my enemy. I would see you as my enemy. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, we This marriage has gone through ups and downs and very, very extreme highs and lows, I would yeah. say. It's been... Extreme is yeah. the right word. I, there wasn't a balance. And, you know, to you out there listening to us, we are going to bring you into our marriage. And we're going to just give you some specific examples and let you know how we got out. We Definitely. were in a horrible marriage. I mean, we've been to the divorce office a few times and then to an excellent, amazing, healthy marriage. Not perfect, healthy. And, uh, and we want to take you along with us. And more than that, I mean, we've only been married six years, babe. We need help. Exactly. We still need help and we still need to learn. And I know that there's people out there that have been married 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. I want to listen to grandmas and grandpas and how they stuck together their whole life. And, and so we want your advice and we're going to give you the advice that we have. But I mean, just to begin, we got to give you some background on who we are. Yeah. So obviously... Um there's those issues, yes. You're, yeah. you're looking at me, pointing at me like, are you going to say who you are? You guys know that I am Rosie Rivera of the Rivera dynasty. My sister is a mega superstar, and I say plural. I mean, I say, um, what did I say? Present. I speak in the present about my sister, Jenny Rivera, although you know she passed away July 12th. Oh, my gosh, what's wrong with me? She passed away um, December 9th, 2012, and... You know, you know that she's gone, but I believe she's living somewhere else. Anyway, you know me as her trustee, and I run Jenny Rivera Enterprises, and basically her death catapulted me into this infamy yeah. that I didn't even want. Definitely. And then you had to deal with it too. Yeah. So I'm I'm able. My and, husband. And that's it. And I just like to be <laughs> private, and I just like to keep to myself. Well, so do I, and you know that when no, we yeah. met, I loved being private. I remember working at. Infinity, hey, to all my Infinity coworkers, um, I was just Rosie Flores. No one knew, babe. Maybe like one or two super duper paisa people. I say it with all due respect. I'm a paisa. Love being a paisa. Um, Hispanic people knew who I was, but I loved it, babe. Yeah. Working nine to five, making my salary, coming home to you. That first year of marriage was amazing. And it was private and no one was in our business. I detest people being in my business, yeah. man. And then... Not only does my sister die, 
and my whole world is already upside down. You have to realize I begged my sister not to die since I was like eight. And for you guys that know my story, you guys know that I was sexually abused at eight years old by her first husband and he threatened to kill her. Therefore, I was always worried that she was going to die. So I would literally beg my sister, please don't die, making it the biggest fear of my life. And then not only does she die and I'm upset and hurt and devastated and broken into a million pieces, but my privacy is taken away. Right, yeah. And with that, your privacy. Yeah. And I, you have no idea how many times, husband, I'm so sorry for that. How horrible it got in 2013, how horrible it got in 2014 and 15. And how I remember it was December 10th and I could still cry. I, I still want to cry because I kicked you out. Like, I remember, do you remember that? I told you leave. And yeah. I and I made you leave my mom's house where everyone was together. My whole family was together trying to make sense of this missing airplane. But I wanted you to leave because I knew I wasn't going to be okay. Like, you always saw me as that strong, full of faith, unbreakable woman and I knew that with Jenny dying I was not going to be okay and I kicked you out and I remember you left for a while and you just went out to walk sorry I'm getting emotional guys it's just I can't believe you have to understand he was my best friend he was my all the love of my life I couldn't imagine living without him remember I used to tell you baby please don't die when you used to walk away when you used to go to work super early in the morning and you'd be sleepy and then all of a sudden my sister dies and I'm kicking you out of the house because I didn't want you to see me like this I wasn't used to you seeing me cry I was the strong one and I didn't want you to see me fall apart I'd rather have you be away than to see the woman that you know fall apart but you came back and I thank you for that you knew it was going to be hell I don't know if you imagined how bad it was going to get but you came back December 10th that, I mean, you were probably gone half an hour or an hour and you came right back and said, no, I'm not going to leave you. You, you, you're trying to push me away, but I won't leave you. And, and thank God that you stayed, but it got really, really bad. It did. It did. Um, that wasn't our first issue that we had in our marriage. That was actually a, yeah. a really bad one. There was but this underlying issue. Yeah. I think that was that was one of the first times where we saw that it, it was really going downhill. Yes. That we kind of began to accept that, crap, um, this is really going bad. Yeah, exactly. Really and then to make things worse, we had to go live at Jenny's house right. with her kids. So there was no privacy. And then there was me missing her. And then there was tension in the house right. because of other issues. You know, tension with her kids. And I'm the trustee. And Chiquis is the guardian or not. And, and, and there was just tension between Chiquis and I, which... Obviously, you guys know, if you guys are in any relationship, that family can sometimes bring tension. Definitely. So that didn't even help. Plus, the media and the fact that fans were just attacking on Instagram, which really got down, got me down. And, and all that I brought to this marriage. And, and I think it was really, really super difficult for you. I was working, what, 16-hour days and pregnant, and we had bed bugs. We did. (laughs) It was was bad. I I was only sleeping maybe tops four hours a day. There was just so much, and you were doing your best to stay alive and just simply handle it. Exactly. I was just trying to stay alive, man. Yeah, and I I wasn't doing a good job of trying to understand you. I, I began to feel 
alone and in that mm-hmm. uh, there began to be this anger towards you like yeah. like I'm here I'm alive too I'm trying yeah. to help you through this please see me too it's not just all about you Rosie um, but or JRE I, I remember yeah. one day you said man you're giving you're you're putting JRE before your family like before me me and the kids you know I, Sammy and Casey Sammy was in bo- Sammy was born already when you said we come first before JRE and JRE is Jenny River Enterprises you guys but that's basically work my company my sister's legacy Right. came before you right. and that really woke me up and I probably didn't show you and there's so many times that you wake me up that you're that iron that sharpens me you know iron sharpens iron you've been that and you've been kind in doing it I think I've deserved for for you to really shake me but those times when you tell me it woke me up inside but I didn't know how to get out babe right. I, I didn't know how to how, how to say okay I get it you're right it was just so many times that it was so hard to say you are right I, it just kept feeling like quicksand that was sucking us in and we just couldn't get out. Yeah. no. And I, and I, I always loved you, but sometimes I hated you too. I completely understand and agree with you. I was going through the exact same emotions on my side. I was I was battling with, with trying to f- figure out and whether or not my wife was selfish or whether or not she even loved me anymore. Yeah, um, as it is, I had already been battling on feeling on whether or not my wife was was worth being with me like she's way too good for me there's no way Shut and i'm up. thinking and thinking to myself okay maybe she finally realized it or maybe she's over me oh, or babe. something like that you and know and i always think that i'm the one that's blessed for having you because of the type of man that you are and i and i wish i just want the world to see that i i rosie i'm blessed people think like oh because she has money and fame and her family like no i rosie am blessed that you are mine that yeah. i am yours thank you you know, I've met a lot of guys and, and I dated and I and I was in the field um, and I could still say to this day from all ages and all socioeconomic statuses and all education and all talented, you are the best of the best that I have met. Thanks. So I, I've always felt that even oh. when we're mad, even when I want to leave you, I know I'm not going to find anyone better. And because you've said that before, <laughs> when we're fighting and we're screaming at the top of our lungs and I, I'm always the mensa that says, I want a divorce. I, I always bring the D word up. You say, well, go ahead and find someone better than me and believe me in my head. And I'm confessing something, so don't use it against me later. <laughs> Being vulnerable. Um, I know in my head I'm not. Yeah. I just, I feel like I'm not good enough for you. I, I feel like I bring too much drama, too much baggage, babe. And then Che dying and Che is what I call my sister, guys. Uh... And, and the media and stuff you didn't want. I remember one day you said your life and the way your family lives is just too much for me. Like, we're always busy. We never rest. We're always working. And you were a homebody. You know, remember we used to watch uh, Food Network. Right. The yeah. first chopped. year of marriage. It was chopped all Freaking day. Chopped. I tried to make okra one day because <laughs> I saw it. I still wish I could make stuff like that. I mean, I in my heart of hearts, I wish I had a nine to five and was a mom. And just cooked. I wish I could cook like them, you know, mm-hmm. and the barefoot Contessa. I wish I was her, you know, and, yeah. and I remember you you working on, on your bike in the garage and right. thinking, this is life. Th- this is perfect. And and then it all got destroyed. And, and I hate it because people think, oh, she was so happy living at Chase Big Old Palace. No, I wasn't. It was horrible for so many reasons. First of all, she's not there. And two, I... I don't get to walk around naked with my husband. I have to share it with five kids and a nanny and all these people. And I mean, but like you said, we had this underlying issue Yeah. that I think we should tell them about. Definitely. No, I, I agree with you. And that began 
way in the beginning, even yeah. before marriage. I yes, that I didn't even imagine this was gonna be the issue, dude. Like, you for you wait your whole life for the honeymoon night to have sex, or to just share those passionate, loving, deep moments of of sexual intercourse with your couple. Yeah. So when you do it, you're like yes. And when you find someone that you connect with, because you and I had chemistry, how do we know? Because we messed up. Yeah. And had sex before marriage. And that, that was a big key. Oh, God. In that, see, the, in our lives and, and what we believe and in the morals that we have, it's like you wait until marriage. Thou you know? shall not fornicate. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I don't know. You guys might think I'm too traditional or we are too traditional. I was already a single mama, so it was even weird. <laughs> like, here's this 25-year-old single mom that decided to be abstinent because I really felt it from God. And But you were, you were not only abstinent, you were a virgin. Yeah. <sighs> And and I feel so bad that I took that from you. Well, I mean, you didn't take it, obviously. I, <laughs> yeah, that, that's good. Kind of kept, kind of kept persisting. <laughs> Shut up! I did not. I did not persist. No, I persisted. Oh yes, 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 yes you persisted. Yeah. So I was actually, I was actually really, really bad in that. In in that, I just, I led my flesh, just whatever my body wanted, and and I just kept pushing your buttons and pushing your buttons until one day I caught you falling. Yeah, the first time we had sex, um, we cried. Yeah. We knew we we felt we had felt God and our vows to each other and our vows to our parents and our vows to ourselves. And and it felt terrible. But then once you open that door, man, it's so hard to close it. Yeah. And sex became the thing in our marriage. I mean, not marriage. We weren't, we were just dating, barely dating. We had been friends for like two years, distant friends. Like I said, hi and bye to you. You were the worshiper of the church, the church darling, as you like to say. And you were the little pastor's sister, (laughs) your big old dresses and poofy hair. Shut up, poofy hair. I wish I could be like a Southern belle. And I was, I was like the Southern belle of the church, the preacher, and we had such high expectations. So when we became close, I really liked you. I really genuinely loved your heart and your mind and your talent. And just, dude, you're going to blow up. And I know that. And you guys you guys better say that. And when you win, like, some Grammy or something, you better thank me. Because I believed in you. I mean, I knew it. I knew it. And I wanted to, to tag along on your dream, on your life. And I don't feel like I'm using you. I just feel like I want to be a part of his empire. So I really, really fell in love with you really, really hard. And we were getting to know each other and then boom, their sex. Yeah. So then that's all we did. We didn't even get to know each other anymore. Yeah, it just became a constant battle of whether or not we were going to have sex that day that we were going to hang out with or was I going to try to do something. And I just, I completely messed up because I, I I guess you could say I became addicted, (laughs) but um, I just, I, I wasn't the right person for you after that. Yeah, but I couldn't leave you, man, because I probably should have. Because I, I wanted to be with you. I, just, I wanted to be with you too. I just wasn't respecting your what you wanted. And I or... knew it because every time we'd fight right after. Yeah, I, I mean, sex opened up pleasure, just to be a thousand percent honest, but it also opened up a lot of fights. We were fighting every single time. Every single day there was this fight because I had anger. Now, I heard a quote one day, babe, that it is impo- that every time there is a person that has sex before marriage, the woman goes in with anger. To the marriage because she's mad at him because I'm not saying you took anything from me. I gave it to you, but I was kind of mad at you on the inside for not. Yeah. Yeah. Because you couldn't wait. We couldn't wait. 
And I was mad at myself, but for some reason I was more mad at you. So I think when you have sex before marriage, whether you agree to our religious beliefs or not, you don't have to. Go ahead and write to us at thepowerofus at yahoo.com. Please, I want to know what you think, especially in 2018. But I know that sex ruined a lot of relationships. Mine, ours, other people's. Yeah. Why? Because people get addicted and that's all they want. It's just about touching. It's no longer about talking. Right. Anyway, so that happened before marriage. We took a break of a year. Everybody in the church found out. If you're from Iglesia Primera Amor, I know you're like, mm-hmm, I knew it. Yes, you knew it. You know, I kind of confessed and you knew that. Your mom kind of saw your phone. I found it as an opportunity to say, you know what? I got to come clean. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't anymore, babe. A lot of people say a lot of things about me, but what you don't understand is that I am truthful to a fault. I love the truth. And I couldn't lie to people anymore. I couldn't feel like a fake. So I went and confessed that I was having sex with a younger guy in church, the worshiper of the church. I went and confessed kind of to your mom and straight up to pastor. Yeah. And then the bomb exploded and we couldn't talk anymore. It was bad. It was horrible, babe. And then after that, we were we were never the same as when we first started dating. It, there was this purity to our dating. And then after yeah. that, once we were finally able to be... Uh, Together again after guess, a year. Yeah, it just... There was always this rockiness to it, and, yeah. and that led into the marriage. Seriously, it was it was that like we weren't having the sex anymore, but the effects of the sex were still there. The fighting, the disrespect, yeah, both ways, the the disconnection, yeah, definitely. the purity was just gone. I think and, I think the disrespect it was a big one. Yes, that 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 led us to be able to disrespect each other. Um, because you didn't have any respect for me because I didn't have any respect for you. Yes, that cycle of I didn't feel loved, so I didn't respect you, yeah. and you didn't feel respected, so you couldn't show me love anymore. Right. But we knew we wanted to be together. Yeah. I mean, we, we worked a whole year. We waited for each other, that true love waits thing. We did it for a year, and then we got back together and just came into a rocky relationship yep. and then got engaged. Yeah, Isn't it crazy? And I'm sure a lot of you guys have done it, listeners, to where you know you love the person, but you can't have a... A peaceful relationship. You just can't leave them, though. And then, honestly, I just got used to us fighting. Right. It, it's like, oh, this is who we are. I love him, and I believe in him, and I know he loves me. We just fight. And and just so you guys know, um, we are who we are, and we do what we do, and we preach, and, and I worship, and all that stuff, but... We were having really, really bad fights. Yeah. We were having fights where we were screaming at the top of our, top of our lungs. Yeah. Um, I've broken doors. Yeah. I've, I've tossed things around. I, I've gotten really upset. And I, I've, even, I've even made the mistake of even traumatizing Casey in, oh. in, in, in the process, you know? But you know me I've too. I've made so you many guys, mistakes You guys have to, to know that Abel is a very calm man. He, he, it takes a lot of pressing buttons for him to ever get to this point. I just have to confess that I'm the explosive one. I'm the, the impulsive one. I'm the one that goes from zero to a thousand in anger really quick. And, and I beg the Lord to change that. And I think he has changed that. Has. But this is talking five years, six years yeah. in. But I mean, even dating, you knew that I was explosive. And yeah. I thank you so much for still choosing me because anyone else would have run away. But... I'm the girl, just so you guys know, because I believe transparency is key, um, that'll slap him or hit him or throw something at him knowing he's not going to hit back. And that's still abuse, ladies, and I've had to deal with that in me going to God and saying, am I, am I hurting my man physically? Like, he could call the cops on me and he'd have a great case. 
But I think women, we take advantage of the fact that you know your man ain't going to call the cops. But that's wrong. Because he's still, I mean, we all know the word says um, we are more fragile. And you told me one day, babe, and I loved it. You're a glass of wine, but I'm still a mug. Yeah. And mugs break if you hit them hard enough against the floor. Definitely. And, and I broke you. Not wanting to. I promise I didn't mean to. But I think I, I probably set you back so much on, on what your childhood was like. Yeah. You were reliving it, which I was reliving it with you with the whole sex thing. Yeah. So, I mean, that led to that arguing actually was was spawning out of the fact that we were having sexual issues after marriage because of that. Yes. So, you know, it's just so horrible, dude, because when, before you get married, all you want to have is sex. Yeah. Girls included. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Girls included. All we want to do is be passionate with you and have that intimacy. And then as soon as we get married, it's over for like the first month. Yeah. It's still great. No, yeah, you're right. But then after, girls are just like over it. And, yeah. and boys want to have sex all the time. It, it was crazy, babe. I'm like, you want to have sex every day? Like, honestly, I can do it like three times a month and I'd be good. And then we, so it's just like, isn't it horrible how it flips and it switches and just like the enemy of marriage is like, you want sex when you can't have it. And when you can't have sex, you don't want it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just like everything else. If you can't have it, that's why you want it. Yes. You don't want it because you need it. You don't want it because it's necessary. You're you not want gonna it die just without because it. you can't Someone have it. Someone said no. Yeah. yeah. And and that's what we fell into. And then that grew anger in me. And then that grew anger in you because I wanted it so much. And because I was hurting you and traumatizing you. And I was making you feel like if you were being sexually abused again, right. like if you were living with your predator, maybe, you couldn't be safe. Yeah, maybe we should explain it to you guys, listener. I was sexually abused when I was eight. I told you earlier. But it was while I was sleeping. Or I would pretend that I was asleep or he'd come at night. So I was very fearful of night. And I had in my dream of, the, you know, that little girl thinking, I'm going to marry a Prince Charming that's going to protect me at night. You know, remember I used to tell you, I want you to hug me at night. It, it, it's all those expectations that I came into the marriage with. And then you would touch me at night. And yeah. it would just flip me off i just i would become a monster i started literally hating you well, rightfully so especially if you when you put it like that and i was insensitive and not thinking and realizing how that was affecting you i think you tried though baby because i remember i used to tell you how much it hurt me and and you would tear up and you would be like baby i am genuinely sorry i knew you were sorry but then you you couldn't stop yourself yeah. remember yeah i mean it's like looking back now it's like damn i did that for a year it was tough. Babe. It was it was so it was hard. Really and tough. and you know guys, I, we're telling you all this because we want you to know that we're real. Yeah. You we're have human to know beings. That. We're not these goody two shoes that a lot of people say that we are. Yeah. We don't think that we're better. We know that we're that we're not um, exactly. the perfect people, the perfect couple. We're not the perfect Christians or anything like that, no. but we're completely real. Yeah. And we believe that we could change and God was the one that helped us change. Yeah, exactly. We made and the steps yeah. knowing that God would back us up with his power. Heck it took yeah. a lot of work on our part. And believe me, because of this sexual m craziness that we were having, we fell into a really deep, dark hole of fighting. And then Jenny dies. Yeah. And then it was just downhill. And it just got worse. And worse and worse. And and I remember it, you. I asked you for a divorce, and then you asked me, and then we got back together because yeah. that's what we did after three days. We we we're back together, make up to break up, and then you asked me for a divorce, and we were just it was really bad. And then it got better. So 
I want you guys to know how we got this bad. You guys know the story. But what do you think really, babe, was the reason that we got this, 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 this bad? The reason why we got this bad is because we weren't loving each other 100%. Yeah, not correctly. We were so much waiting for the fact of what is she going to give me? Yeah. What does he have to give 50, me? 50 How is he loving me? He doesn't bring How his. How is she loving me? Exactly. And when you wouldn't bring your 50%, I for sure wasn't going to bring Heck mine. Yeah. It was it was bad because of that. Just our mindset was completely off. And we're not over here trying to preach to you guys or anything like that. It's not about that. It's about It's about how much am I willing to love my wife? Yeah. And not worry about how much she loves me. Oh, right. I mean, you just have to kind of throw yourself out there and trust that I'm going to love you. You know, and that's scary. Love is still scary in marriage, man. Yeah. And, and I mean, this goes out for young people, unmarried people, divorced people. I mean, we're telling you how bad we got and why we got this bad so that we can tell you, you know what? We're better now. We're not perfect. We're we not. still fight. We still get it wrong sometimes. We still have to come back and, and use the tools that we've learned in these six years and and learn and you know what i think we got this bad like you said i agree with you the not loving each other correctly but because we tried to do it alone yeah we didn't we didn't ask for advice or i would ask friends for advice but they were my age dude yeah or they were single exactly <laughs> no i completely i i agree with you now you know it, it, it's we everybody tries to do this thing on their own yeah because they don't want to look bad to it's other embarrassing. people they don't want to look bad to the joneses which are their neighbors or the people around yeah. them they don't want to look bad to their mom and dad and i completely understand that you don't want to go ask your mom and dad for and advice and then she's gonna hate you yeah she's gonna hate the spouse or, or the yeah. other person but we did have to reach out to people and who you ask help. are your girlfriends and your girlfriends are just gonna talk bad about your I, man yeah exactly. so you know and I, it, it just was a lonely lonely road so what we had to do was find a couple that could be completely neutral. Yes. Not pick sides, has no ties to us, but they were just there to help us. An amazing support team. Yeah. An amazing support group. And it was a support group of two, but mm -hmm. it did it. And you know what? We're going to let you guys know. You guys know where we were, and we're going to let you guys know where we are. How we got out of that quicksand. How this crazy, terrible, destructive marriage was restored and now we're a healthy marriage a normal healthy marriage we're gonna let you know after this break hey guys this is abel and if you're looking for music that's good for your whole family and it's really uplifting something that'll touch your heart and soul mm. feel free to check out my youtube page abel's worship thank you so much remember to subscribe Hey guys, welcome back to The Power of Us. Yes, where we are discussing how terrible things got and how much better they got. Definitely. We're not the perfect couple, but no. we're definitely not who we used to be. Yeah, thank God. This is not year two, three, or four of our marriage, man. No way. It, it, uh, it took a bomb to explode for us to finally ask for help. I yeah. mean, really, really, you moved out the house where mm -hmm. it kicked you out. Just ugh, Horrible. Sorry for that, babe. Um, I kicked you out the house and three months, yeah. like really it was bad. separated. It was a lot of crying, a yeah. lot of a lot of that emptiness of realizing, oh my God, I lost my family. Waking up in the morning without you, man. My kids aren't going <sighs> to have me. Um, I miss my wife. 
I miss my home. It was it was so hard, dude. Sammy, so hard asking where Papi was. Even Casey, who is your stepdaughter, but even she was shooken. It was just something different. Like, it wasn't like the house wasn't the same. It was just so quiet and and sad. And at least there wasn't the fighting, just to be honest. Yeah. But then there wasn't that chance of love, either yeah. that chance of love with Abel. Because I, I honestly didn't want it with anyone else. Mm. Um, I said, if it does, if marriage doesn't work out with Abel, I don't want to try this with anyone. But then somehow along the way, in those three months, I made a choice, just to be honest, to say, I want him back in this home. And not only for the kids. It wasn't for the kids. Did they help? Yes, it helped because I want my kids to grow up with their dad. But I knew I could be a single mom, TBH. But I made a choice to bring you back into the home and for me to give you my heart again. Wow. Based on just really wanting to make it work. I got back to the thought of, is there anyone else I want to die with? Is there anyone else I want to share my dreams with? You know, when... when we sell out the Staples Center in a women's convention. I would, I would hate for anyone else to be there but Abel. And, and I can't open up to anyone else. So it took three months of being without you. And thank God it was only three months. And thank God God spoke to me. I was completely alone too. I, I didn't speak to a lot of friends. I, I wasn't talking to anyone else. It was just kind of me and alone, me, God, me and the kids. And I missed you because of, I missed your help around the house. But then I saw what more you were. You yeah. were more than the man that helped me with the kids. And I just really appreciated you. And I asked you to come back home. But I made a choice. We're going to make it work. Yeah. And it wasn't just, we're going to make it work just because. It's like, we're going to do this and this and that. Yeah. Because there's so many times we, we just make that choice. And we think it's like a flip of a switch. Yeah. Like, okay, now, now, he, now we're going to get back together. We're just going to make it work. Flip, we're good now. It's good. No, no. it's not. I mean, another took, year. Yes, yes. Another year it was bad. It took a lot of slow process and a lot of issues and a lot of hiccups, a lot of biting our tongues and a lot of being quiet instead of instead of blurting out what we really want to feel yeah. and stuff like that. But, so it was still like walking on eggshells yeah. with this tension in the house. We were trying to be better. The thing is, again, we were trying to be better by ourselves. Yes by ourselves on our own until one day you know what i just called my manager betty she she books me if you want me at your church hey <laughs> um betty and i said i don't know if i could preach this weekend abel and i are just really bad and i always told her i'd be 100 percent transparent with her in what my spiritual life was before i go out and, and stand on an altar you know I, at least my manager should know so she could say hey maybe you shouldn't preach this weekend but she was awesome in that she gave me advice. It wasn't about the church anymore or where I was preaching. She just said, you know what you need to do? You need to forgive him. Mm. I sense bitterness and resentment, and there's just something you haven't forgiven him for. Oh, and I hated her reply. I was like, oh, I thought you were going to tell me that like he's at fault. Y que lo van a regañar. Your husband's going to call him. No, it was you, Rosie. Oh, I remember that day like no other. I was driving, and... I cried like a baby to God, just complaining about you and our marriage. And he said, you always talk to me about Abel, man. How about if you talk to me about you? We need to talk about you. And he, he told me too, like, you need to forgive him. Hmm. And it was tough, babe. And I was preaching on forgiveness, okay? These are, this is me always preaching on forgiving my sexual abuser and forgiving my tia that didn't believe me that I was sexually abused. And it was harder to forgive, not harder to forgive you, 
more intense to forgive you. Yeah. And But I decided to do it that day. I cried like a baby, and I just said over and over, I forgive you, Abel, and for stuff that I could think of. And then I apologized to you without you knowing, and I'm sorry I did this, and just cried for about 30, 40 minutes, I don't know, an hour driving, and I never told you. Wow. You noticed like three months later. You're like, you're different. You're bec- I remember you told me clearly, you're becoming the rosy you used to be. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that day. And it was such a compliment because I didn't want to come tell you, hey, I forgave you. Like, it's only going to bring more fights. I had to show you. Yeah. And I think you caught on to it. I guess because it took a bit of three months of saying, is this her? And then stuff started getting better, but we still saw that we needed help. Right. No, I definitely agree with you. Uh, I know when I when I was not in the house anymore, that's when that's when my light. That's when the light shined in through and it just woke me up and said, whatever you were doing wasn't worth it. Your pride, Abel, your your anger, your resentment that you were holding in wasn't worth this. You losing your, your wife, you losing your family, you, you losing your best friend. Yeah. It wasn't about anything materialistic that was lost. I didn't care about our home. Yeah, no. I didn't care about uh, the cars or anything like that. It was I like, I, I, I want my my family. I felt so good too, just to know that you weren't, we were talking about divorce, but you weren't asking for a house. You, you really let me know that you were losing me and obviously the family and the kids, but that really helped for me to be able to say, he just wants me. So then once, once we started doing it again on our own and we just kept hitting those rocky, those rocky situations, we knew we needed to reach out. And then that's when the Buelnas came into our life. Oh, my God. So amazing. The Buelnas are pastors, and they pastor RTLA Church in L.A. in South Central. South Central L.A. Restauración Total. And we met them by chance, I think. You know, uh, it felt like it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's never a chance. I think the world conspires in our favor. And... Uh, and we just, I don't know how it started. Maybe they noticed we had issues. Maybe I told them we had issues. And they just loved us, us, man. Yeah. They just took us in. They said, let's do life together. I'll never yeah. forget that. And uh, Papa Javier Buelna said, let's do life together. So they were only like preaching to us, teaching to us, speaking to us. They were showing us what a healthy marriage looked like. Exactly. What what pastoras, what Pastor Cynthia and and Pastor Javier have been through. I mean, how long have they been married? 20 something years? Uh, yeah, quite 20 a bit. something, they maybe have... 22, 23, something like that. They're up there. And and uh they just showed us what healthy marriage looked like, which we didn't even know, babe. Remember nope. we used to say, who are we going to ask? I don't know anyone that's doing it right. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like, who, what woman does it right? I don't know. Everyone messes up. And then you give yourself that excuse to mess up because everyone's messing up. But then you get convicted with a family that is doing it right. Yeah. And we just started hanging out with them. And then they began mentoring us. Right. And you have no idea. Poor guy. I don't know how they put up with us, man. But they did. Yeah, they and I'm so did. glad they didn't 1 a.m. in the morning, still fighting, still talking, yelling uh, at each other's lungs, uh, at the top of our lungs in their house. But they never gave up, babe. No. Even when we wanted to give up, they didn't give up. Yeah, they didn't let us. I mean, as long as one of us was trying, and that's important, because look, you can have the best advisors, but if both of you don't want to, it's not going to work out. And it's great when both want to work together, but... At least one of us has to. Yeah. And uh, I was just so happy that th- that if they saw one of us wanting to, they were going to continue to want to. And and you know what? 
with you guys, one of the, the, the advice that we're going to give you on the power of us is look for support, support yeah. group, a, a support couple, a team. But if you really don't want to, don't waste, I mean, don't waste their time, just to be honest. Right. You have to want to, at least even if it's an ounce. I wanted an ounce, and then it grew to 15 and 20, 30% till I got to 100. But as I was building that wanting to fix this marriage, they were relentless. They didn't right. give up on us. So true. And so that's how we're going to have people like them on this yes, podcast. Yes, exactly. We, we have to interview them, babe. I'd love to hear them speak about what it was like to have me in their house screaming like a nut, Jeez. dude. Um, how embarrassing. I'm almost embarrassed now. But you know what? They were so great about it. They never like were surprised. No. They never changed their face or their demeanor toward us. Right. And, uh, and you know what? That inspired me when God left me in awe of what we became. We've, we've changed, babe. We are not that same couple. And, and it, it looks so dark and bleak, and now it looks light and, and hopeful. And I'm like, babe, I want to do that for other people. Yeah. And that's where we got the idea of the power of us. Yes, definitely. That's where it came up. So this is the power of us, and we're basically going to just be giving help and advice to people like you. Yes. You and your husband, you and your wife. Whatever you guys might be going through. Your blended family, your extended yes. family, yes. your dramatic family. <laughs> I mean, everything that you guys have, I truly believe that it's the power of us. Obviously, the power of a couple, yeah. spouses and stuff, but also the power of the blended family, the power of the, the family and kids, the power of community together. Exactly. What we want to tell you guys now, just like Pastors Buenas told us, is let's do life together. It's the power of us of us helping you and you helping us because we're not perfect and you'll see that we'll, we still argue and we'll probably talk about it here um because as we should be transparent but it's you giving us advice too i mean we're gonna bring counselors to you we're gonna bring um uh marriage uh what are they called marriage therapists marriage therapists we're gonna have social workers for when there might be some domestic violence and we have to help you with your kids. We're always going to have pastors in here. But more than anything, I want to hear your story. The good, the bad, the ugly, the wonderful. I want you to give us advice. And, and we want to talk to you and give you advice if we have anything. Let's just do life together. Definitely. So join our community. Yes. This is the power of us. We're just here and we all want to help each other and we all want to make it. We want to stop this demographic of divorce. Yes. In the United States. It has to change. It, it, ha really it can change. It absolutely can it change. It will change. And it can start with us. Yes. The power of us. So please feel free to write to us. I personally read the emails just so you know. And then I share the best of with Abel and we choose them. And then we're going to call you, okay? So please write to us at thepowerofus at yahoo.com. Tell us your story. Ask for advice. Give us your opinion. Let us know what you think about anything we talked about today and uh, or any other day. Thepowerofus at yahoo.com. I will contact you and we will call you while we're recording this podcast. So I'm Abel. And I'm Rosie. And this is The Power of Us. Hola, my name is Enrique Santos, presentador de Tu Mañana y On The Move. Quiero invitarte a escuchar mi nuevo podcast, Hola, My Name Is, donde hablo con artistas, líderes de nuestra comunidad y personas como tú 
Mi meta es que juntos conozcamos más sobre los triunfos y las derrotas de mis invitados y que a través de sus historias nos empoderen y nos motiven a superarnos. Lanzamos el show con Jay Balvin. He's awesome. Un artista colombiano que ha revolucionado la música latina y que sigue superando récords mundiales. Él nos cuenta abiertamente sobre sus inicios, el secreto de su éxito y los aprendizajes que lo ayudan a preservar su autenticidad. A partir de este martes, 7 de abril, podrás acompañarme todas las semanas a conocer más a fondo a un invitado especial. Puedes encontrar mi podcast en la aplicación digital de iHeartRadio, la descargas gratis o en donde prefieras escuchar tus podcasts. Hola, my name is The Podcast a partir de este 7 de abril.